You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Oh, it's foreshadowing. Nanashi's knocking on my door right now. <laughs> she really uh, is. I know, I know she is. I can hear her from here. Maybe that uh, our, our lead from this movie can hear her too. Uh, knocking, the new Swedish film uh, directed by Frida Kempf. And also starring uh, Cecilia Miloko and uh, Albin Greenholm and Ville uh, Vertanen. Uh, it stars uh, the, the lead actress. She is a, a woman who has just been released from a psychiatric ward uh, after a nervous breakdown. After Over time, uh, throughout the film, you get to understand that she has gone through a very traumatic situation. And a lot of it is uh, left up to imagination, but we kind of assume through towards the end like she basically lost a a loved one um and she is now getting back on her own two feet and she gets to move into this uh uh this apartment and she starts to meet a couple of these uh these people the her neighbors around but uh basically what happens is that she slowly starts to hear this ominous knocking in her ceiling and uh it's just, uh, basically it's feeding into her paranoia that, that something may or may not be wrong. But with me today to talk about knocking is, of course, Tessa. Hey, don't knock until you tried it. Ew. And Matt Foster. Hey, um, I don't have a good knocking pun. God, Matt, <laughs> we talked about this before the show. You gotta come up with the knocking puns. This is the whole point of this one episode. Don't worry, right? Matt will eventually knock it out of the park. Oh, see, Tessa is locked and loaded. Matt, you gotta catch up, man. Knock, knock. Who's there? Who's there? More knocking. More knocking who? More knocking. Also knocking. Just oh, knocking. Oh, shit. That's the plot of this film, so yeah. Look. Good job, Matt. <laughs> that is actually kind of the plot of the film, is where there is a... Her, her paranoia is growing deeper and deeper because she also starts to hear this uh like uh, someone's voice through like the vents maybe even even through the walls like something is genuinely wrong in her mind and that's what's really interesting about this uh the swedish film that uh you can it's one of those films that you don't know if it's whether or not in her head or it is it actually happening in this uh really mind-bending thriller in a way so i'd love to know what you two thought about knocking and uh and what do you th- like? It's a it's a very small film. It's a it's a man. There's only like a few people in the the movie to begin with, but it's really 
driven by the performance by Cecilia Miloco. And I, for one, think that she or thought that she was pretty great to kind of hold the thing on her shoulders. But uh, Tessa, what, what did you what was your you know, I'm trying to think of another knocking pun, but I can't think of one. Tessa, you're probably better at this than me. But what did you think about knocking? I feel like uh, if this movie comes a knock and you should answer the door. Mm. Uh, it is. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's definitely not an upper for sure. I mean, if you're feeling a little depressed during these still COVID times, maybe wait a little bit to watch this one. Um, or if you just feel like, really just feel like bringing yourself down, um, <laughs> it's, it's very well shot. It's gorgeous. Uh, the lead actress is amazing. Um, I'm always also down for, uh, queer female protagonists. So sorry for the mild spoiler of whatever. I don't think someone's sexual orientation should be a spoiler in a film. Anyways, um, but yeah, I think she does a great job and the special effects are great. Um, there's some really disturbing uh, imagery, especially if you have that phobia for like, a, what is it, like holes or weird pores or something? I forget what yeah, that's called. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what that's called. But if someone uh, has that, then mild trigger warning, I guess. Um, when this first opens, it opens on a beach scene and it's gorgeous. And I'm like, are we watching... Are we watching old again? Please, let's not watch old again. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and it wasn't. It it was it was knocking. Um, I don't know. This kind of reminded me of the movie um, Pie a little bit. Sure. Yeah. A little like agoraphobic and just like the way that you feel that she's like confined in this one space and she's trying to figure out what the hell's happening. Yeah. And, and what's up with her neighbors? Like, are they on the level? Are they nice? Is she just crazy? Uh, is something really happening in her apartment complex? Or she's just seeing shit? Or both? I love the whole, like, gif or meme of the guys from the road to El Dorado. Or both? Um, so anyways, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think, Matt? I liked the picture, right? Like, yeah. um, more, more, than I, more than I didn't. I thought it was a little too belabored i agree with everything uh you guys have said technically especially the the lead performance um she was captivating uh so uh, my my only commentary is like i i wish we lived in a world where like novella movies were acceptable and this could have been like 59 minutes long See, that's interesting you say that because it is actually kind of a shorter feature film because it's, it's 79 minutes, and yeah. this is the director, Frida Kemp's first feature film. Everything else she's done in the past is our document, documentary shorts or just regular short films, and so this is her first foray into the feature film realm. And what I, what I always appreciate, appreciate about um, first-time uh, feature film directors is really just trying to knock it out of the park and and really try to make a name for themselves and uh, work with what they have. Because what I do love about this, this is such a, a tight uh, idea and story without a ton of uh, like really special effects. A lot of the, the special effects are either practical, and there's only one and a half scenes that probably required some kind of CGI, but it actually looked pretty good. Like even the fire, which I know you guys are understanding what I'm talking about, but there was like fire on a ceiling 
that must have been CGI, but maybe matted with like real fire or something like that. But like it's still a lot of it looked very seamless and like they worked with what they have. But I think what was so great about this film is that the director really directed the hell out of the actor and she mm-hmm. was pretty damn great to hold this whole thing on her shoulders and to see like the anguish of the, what she was going through and just the the paranoia there's some really great film techniques that she utilizes uh which i guess she was using um almost like a gopro setup uh where she was putting a uh uh, like a point of view camera on her uh, chest to like see her reactions when she was trying to like frantically talk to people like that was really powerful just to only see from her point of view and ever and you don't see anyone else's reactions to what she's saying because you're looking you're only looking at her trying to figure out okay I'm trying to believe what she is going through but I do know with like some of the flashbacks of her trauma and that she just you know uh, was released by a satriac award that like I, maybe she is not well and it, it was really powerful i thought uh but i i think that um there gosh uh i i really loved the uh the 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 direction or at least for the how, like how you were talking about earlier matt was the the how it was shot as well is really well done again for another first feature film like it's pretty damn sharp looking in the technical sense of it, it sounds like um, they've done plenty of like non, I, I, I want to say non-fiction, I don't know if that's quite appropriate, non-narrative uh, work before. So, so I, I guess that end was there. I was really, um, like in praise of the movie, uh, a lot of movies take mental illness and don't treat it seriously, and but they then still see fit to use it as a like, is this a real happening or is it a mental illness thing? And they treat that kind of callowly and do it bad. And this mm-hmm. one handles that pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was impressed with that aspect. Like, like I said, I, I have mostly good things to say about it. It was just, it was, it was a little slow for me. Although to be fair, I did start it after midnight. So oh. <laughs> it's my own, my own, my own setup for, uh, uh, I, I, I gleefully leapt upon the petard myself. No, I do agree that it's um, it handles it. It it feel it, the, the movie feels very adult. Where you could pigeonhole this in, almost in a genre of like, a, I guess thriller esque, but it's mm-hmm. I would say it's more like drama than anything else. And uh, but it just happens to have elements of thriller or even like like a dash, like just a, a pinch of paprika of psychological horror in there as well just like what what in the hell is happening and just like some pretty crazy visuals at least towards the end of her not understanding exactly what the hell is happening and uh yeah i thought that it was going to go into different places i was actually kind of surprised and uh and and slightly relieved that it actually focused more on her than anything else rather than just like well, what the hell is that guy doing over there? And what is that neighbor doing over there? <laughs> like, I'm actually kind of glad because I'm gl- I am I didn't want it to turn into like a, a sort of a whodunit. Like some, someone, obviously the, the whole idea is that she thinks that someone is in danger and is like knocking on the walls and she's trying to save them. But it parallels to 
her trying to save someone else when she couldn't save someone else, which I thought was, again, very powerful. And it paralleled very well with uh, what was happening, what happened to her. And uh, and it's, again, kind of a a tragedy in in the end. Uh, But it has an interesting ending, which we won't necessarily go into, but it's uh, she's at least slightly vindicated, maybe. Yeah, there's at least a payoff at the end. It's not like a hundred percent. Like, is she crazy or is it really happening? There's, there is a payoff, and it's at the very, very end. That that so. is my one criticism. Is I, oh. I I kind of felt like they had. I kind of felt like they ran out of film, and they had they had, the they had <laughs> the payoff in mind, and didn't get to do quite what they had outlined. Sure. Mm. But but what they maybe what they I mean, it's it's a question of like, uh, you know, of, of, of good enough or deluxe, you know, and, and I don't I don't mm. blame them for uh, for not getting to deluxe very, very much. With that, let's go into final thoughts then. Tessa, why don't you lead the way with your final thoughts on knocking? I would say that this is, is a decent obviously it's actually a really good first foray into the thriller genre for this director i'd be really curious to see what they uh come up with next and also check out some of their other stuff you said they had some shorts or something mm-hmm. they have a few shorts a fiction and uh, non-fiction nice yeah i might scope those out after this actually um i, I like their work i'd be curious to see more um i would say i would give this I, I agree with Matt. I feel like the ending, they probably wanted to film more than what they did um, and then just wanted to tie everything up in a bow. Um, so I think I'm going to give this 8 out of 10 duck quacking alarms on my phone. Oh, that's good. That was mine. Yeah. Quack, quack, quack. Matt, what is <laughs> what is your final thoughts on knocking? This is a hard one to like put a number on because it's in some ways like super not for everybody but um if you're if you're that proverbial um i don't know what to i don't know what to say and have it not sound passive aggressive if you if you're a conscientious and patient viewer i would say it's an eight Mm -hmm. if you're i don't know like um I'm, i'm trying to like not be crude and just like upset a franchise fan uh, a, f- a Fast and the Furious fan, let's say. I went through that one in my uh. head, and then I did like a, uh, I did an MCU take on it, and then. But if yeah, you I like Fast movies. You'll be furious at this movie. Well, I like the Fast and the Furious movies, but but I guess what I'm saying is is know your attention span and know that it's kind of a dark movie and it's rewarding. Mm-hmm. If you, I yeah. will say. I liked the trailer for this, and I don't think, in retrospect, it goes with the movie very well. Yeah, it kind of mm-hmm. it kind of sells Pace. it as a legit, like a legit full on haunted house movie, you know? Yeah, and it's definitely mm-hmm. not quite in that little sub lane. So, so um, if when watch it when you're down for a thinker, and it will reward you. I uh, I yeah, like I, I agree with both of you. I think that it's a great uh, like first feature. And I'm really interested to see what they are doing after the fact. And like, uh, I, I think she's a very strong um, uh, director for actors. Like, I, I'm I'm really interested to see how, like how again how they uh, they end up you know doing some maybe like a larger film rather than just a very singular 
one character's point of view about what the hell's happening. So I, I'm, I, I think there's like great things to come. I think that was very, it was a, a pretty good like siloed little movie. And uh, and again, I think the performance by again uh, Cecilia uh, Miloco uh, is was she was fantastic. Uh, I think she, she brought this just really just tr- troubling and uh, just very sympathetic like uh, character to life. And uh, it was it was actually pretty sad to see her go through it. And it was also like we didn't really talk about this, but it was also going through a heat wave uh, in the middle mm-hmm. of Sweden, which wasn't really like I, I, it was there, but also at the same time like not a hundred percent. Like I think of all movies, I can't believe I'm like thinking about this right now. But like Summer of Sam, I think did that a little bit better, where it was just this like they always talked about it, where it was sort of there at the beginning and then it kind of went away. And um, but. Uh, there was a lot of great ideas in the film, and I, I really did enjoy like what they ended up doing. And I think that the ending did need a little work, but in the end, I'm going to give it um, seven out of ten. I guess absinthe shots that she was taking at the end. Maybe short. No, it's Midori. Midori. It's it's a terrible melon flavored liqueur. It just tastes like ugh. Huh. It's, it's so bad. It's not. It's, it's primary. Not it's primary use in a bar context is to be um, mixed with a terrible blue liqueur until you get something mm. uh, very, very, very saccharine and disgusting. So that was the Ugh. second tragedy of her life. Ayo. <laughs> oh no.